Adam. Stephen, my dear, how are you? I'm super, thanks for asking. How are you? I'm great. It's a lovely bank holiday Monday. The sun is super shiny and it's warm at like 8 o'clock in the evening. It was a lovely day, wasn't it? Gorgeous. What'd you get up to? I played some games online with some friends. Uh, That was nice. Then I went out for a couple of walks and I enjoyed that. What did you do? I went for a few walks as well today. Um, I got up quite late, did a small bit of work, did a bit of, you know, general housekeeping, tidying, that kind of jazz. And I got out for a few walks, so it was good, all in all. Are you noticing any birds on the street? Like smoking hotties, or...? No, like with wings and beaks and stuff. Uh, not more than usual, why? Because it's something that I, is online a lot. And it kind of came into my mind today when I was out for my walk. The other day I was on the phone with my mother and she was telling me about how in the back garden there were two crows dying and she could hear them and it was just, it was awful. And there was loads of birds out on her street doing the same thing. Uh, Dying? Dying, yeah. And when I was out on my walk today I did like a, a two kilometer loop and I saw about six different birds, different species, just lying dead on the ground. And I was aware of this as like a conspiracy theory linked to 5G or to the coronavirus and linked to 5G or the coronavirus or lots of different things. So just as I was walking, this was something that was playing in my mind because I didn't know if it was an actual increase in dead birds on the ground or if it was like a, a batter Meinhof kind of, you know, the frequency bias thing where, where you yeah, notice yeah. something and then you see it more and more again. So when I was on my walk, I decided, right, I'm going to cut this short, go home and do a bit of research just to see what all the crazies are saying, because undoubtedly they're saying lots of crazy things about birds dying. Mm. By and large, I didn't find a huge amount of information, which probably means people are doing a good job of keeping bad information off the Internet. But the people who do put shit out there, which is largely... Facebook, Twitter, forums and stuff, they're going nuts. Like, did you know people are burning down 5G masts in the UK? I had seen this, yes. Nuts. Like, there's people saying it's 5G that's killing all the birds because of the waves or whatever, or it's coronavirus that's killing the birds. There's, I've, I read about one theory that went as far to say that governments are cutting down trees to make bird death from 5G more plausible. It, but it, it's not like the amount of, of stuff that's going on about it. Like, I, I went down a real a real hole on it. I also found some doozies from a noted lunatic, David Icke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is saying that coronavirus and 5G are all connected and that basically coronavirus is a front for Bill Gates to create a vaccine that's going to have a nano chip in it so we can all be monitored biometrically yeah which is not like it it is extremely attractive i've found for the anti-vax community who are always super vocal online anyway so the more this bullshit comes out the more vocal they're going to be so the more predominant it's going to be just in online discourse anyway because everyone is going to have one lunatic on their feed 
who they'll see this from and then you got that whole uh, frequency bias thing on again where it's, it's in your head because you're seeing it and then you go out in the street and you look at birds and go oh Jesus there must be something to it there's a Nazi guy around here who puts up all the, them 5G conspiracy things on posters and hangs them up around the place it's so irresponsible and well I don't think I don't think this guy was being irresponsible I think it's just like it's it's like a bit mad no, but spreading bullshit is is irresponsible. And like, well, it is. It's only irresponsible if you can if you can help it by you know it's irresponsible for people like David Icke who make a fortune off it. Uh, yeah. For the poor dude who believes it, it's not really irresponsible. It's it's just what he does. It did get me questioning though. What is going on with the birds? I found like there, it's been in the news that there's an avian flu issue at the moment, and mm. it might have like effects on egg supplies. But I don't know if that affects regular birds that aren't fowl and stuff. Would you go so far as to say it's murder most fowl? Oh, that was... I, I'm, I'm admiring and so mad at the same time. <laughs> but uh, it, uh. It, it does... It, there is a point that I kind of wanted to come to with all of this. Okay. Is... With theories and stuff like that out there, and being in such an isolated, murky atmosphere, like uh, mentally at the moment, where which most people undoubtedly are, it's never been more important to just check in with yourself. Like if you find yourself, like I did, walking around the streets and going, dead birds, oh no, conspiracy. It's so important to just stop and go, well, where's the logic in this? What can I look up to either confirm or debunk these crazy negative thoughts I've been having yeah. because when you're at home you're just going ah here's one little tangent and you're, you're not with anyone to talk to these things about who can go nah you're being stupid like you have to be that for yourself and stop you stop yourself and, and examine I, those thoughts yeah I haven't noticed any birds dying so all of this is kind of it's a bit lost on me Loads. It really freaked me out now. And again, I immediately, as soon as I, as I was having these thoughts, I was debunking them as they came up. But I saw two and these thoughts started. And by the time I got to five or six, I was like, Jesus, they're everywhere. And this is only within a two kilometer radius. Now, of Mm. course, once I'd seen two, I was looking out for more. But I never had to look more than two feet outside my person to see one. Right. Maybe I'm killing them. Maybe. Maybe it's your B.O. Maybe. It, it's turned off a lot of birds before. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your exercise today? Uh, well, I went for a few walks. I might go for a cycle after this, but I, I went for a long walk and I went for a kind of a shorter walk as well. Got out a bit and it was nice. The day was really sunny, so I kind of was in the mood for it. Cool. How about you? Uh, well, I went for my two walks. Uh, that was about it. I'm going to go for a run now tomorrow. I, okay. And, yeah, I'm happy enough with that. Like, I wanted this bank holiday weekend more to be just about relaxing and kind of... Yeah, I badly needed it. And I did my blood pressure this morning, and my blood pressure was down considerably. Fantastic. Down to what? It was down to 134 over 80-something, which, like, is still high, but it, it's not in the same scale as... It was last week. And you're feeling more relaxed? Uh, yeah, I'm just feeling a lot better. Mm, great. I'm delighted to hear that. I want to watch um, a program. Is it more I, I think it's on YouTube. 
and it's a play with John Lee Miller and oh, Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Amazing. Yeah. I've watched, Have you watched it? both versions and uh, they're astounding. I really want to see it. I think it'll be very good. Uh, the one I would recommend going for is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing the creature as opposed to playing Frankenstein. Now they both, to be honest, watch them both. As productions go, it's astounding. Uh, it's done by Danny Boyle, so you kind of know it's going to be good. I'm not even sure if he's that au fait with the theatre world, but it was brilliant. They both bring different things to the creature and to Frankenstein, and the vulnerability in the creature is fascinating. It's brilliant. Cumberbatch, for me, wins the day on it, and the set design is fantastic. There's a huge chandelier at the very top of the stage, and it's never really explained, but it's kind of, you see it light up and go nuts when revelations happen or when someone's thinking. So it's like there's like a living brain on the stage all the time. It's an right. amazing production. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it'll be... Yeah, well, go watch it and maybe we'll check in once you've watched it because I'd love to chat about it. I think it's a fantastic production. Both dudes bring such a, a different energy to mm. what is an extremely sympathetic uh, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. What are you at for the evening? Uh, for this evening, I'm going to go watch the new Westworld. I think there's the a new, new episode of Westworld. What's that now? It's one of those uh, sci-fi things that you definitely have oh. no interest in. It's about what's interesting about Westworld. Uh, besides just the story, which is quite good, because it's about someone sets up a park made mm. uh, filled with robots, where you go and visit the park and interact with the robots. This was written by the same guy. Well, it, the novels, uh, the novels are written by the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Which, if you look at that as a body of work, he wrote, "Hey, there's a theme park where dinosaurs exist and shit goes wrong." And then mm. his follow-up is, "Hey, there's a theme park where robots exist and shit goes wrong." Like, Jesus. dude, can you, what's, what's your thought process that this is all you want to write about? Theme parks. Yeah. Did he the get abandoned at Disneyland, like? Yeah, that's a bit mad. I wouldn't like that. It's interesting. I, I don't think it's your cup of tea, but oh. it's, I, I, I really like it. Yeah. I'm going to chill for the evening a small bit, I think. I have a few jobs to do. I might go for that cycle and, and I'm going to try and relax a small bit as well. You deserve it. I do. I always, always do. <laughs> Have you any news for me? No, I meant to ask you, did you go looking more into your St. John's Ward? Ah, oh, damn, I forgot. I did, I think, Im immediately and then got distracted. And nor have I gone picking my dandelions. These are two things that I need to do. You absolutely do. I'm a bit dubious about just going picking dandelions and throwing them into a pot. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's like just a rampant consumer in me that is feeling something that I can do isn't as good as what's going to come out of a, a tea bag. No, I think that's that's the way they want you to think, Adam. Uh, mm, thanks, David Icke. Big no, daffodils. <laughs> yeah, no, you're undoubtedly right. I just, I think I would get it wrong or I just end up drinking a bowl of, of rat piss. Well, I'm eager to give it socks. Nettles mm. are another thing I wouldn't mind giving go to. I've always wanted to try nettle soup. Yeah, yeah, see how that goes. I should get around to it. I haven't done, but I will. Yeah, and why not? And then you'll learn. If not, you know, uh, you drink it and afterwards you just have some potpourri. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think that's about 411, is it? It is. Uh, 411, sorry. My brain just, like, uh, it's such a strange idiom for information. I, I've 
my brain immediately went, oh, I wonder where that comes from. I will look it up and tell you tomorrow. Okay, Adam. Okay, Steve, stay away from yourself. Keep it real. Good. Bye-bye.